The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. That's how long I've been on you. Yes, that's how long I've been waiting. I've been waiting all week. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. As always, I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Well, let's say for the past three and a half years, almost four years. And as always, it is a beautiful day in the Valley. Happy to do the show again. Uh, last week, uh enjoyed doing the show, of course, uh, like I do every week. It's just nice to have the opportunity to share with you my perspective. And that's what we try to do here at Voice America Sports. We try to bring to you as many current or former professional athletes as we can uh, and allow them to share with you uh, what their viewpoint is of the games that they watched the previous week. And, and then not only that, listen, to let you know that football players do something else besides play football. As a matter of fact, uh, next week again, I'm going to have my good friend Guy Troop from Troop 21 uh, come on and spend some time with us. Of course, uh, Guy is uh, hard at work in preparation for the 10th anniversary of the Player Network event, which is an event of which he will handle, I mean, he will uh, host at this year's Super Bowl in Miami. And that is an opportunity for corporate America uh, to have an exclusive opportunity to come into a private event with current and former NFL players for the purpose of spending time with them to network and discuss opportunities for entrepreneurship, for employment, for internship, for investment opportunities, and for business-to-business opportunities as well. And players who have their own business has the opportunity that they would have their booth uh, to get an opportunity to showcase their products and services that they have to offer. Uh, I don't have on my scarlet or my gray today, uh, but I am happy to say that the Ohio State University, of course, uh, was victorious up north against that school up north. And uh, you know what I'm going to do? I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to encourage uh, those friends of mine out there to have sons that are good football players to go to the University of Michigan to play football. Now, uh, come on, I know you're saying, how in the world could somebody who's a Buckeye do that? Because I want a better football game. I, of course I want to win, but I do not want what is perceived to be by many as the greatest college rivalry to exist. And it was voted on that a couple years ago to all of a sudden lose its respectability because of the fact that Michigan is not holding up its weight. So we, we got to do something. We got to produce some ball players and send them up north. So, uh, Mr. Rodriguez, I'm going to become your number one advocate because we got to have a better football game. I can't have people 
calling me during the Ohio State-Michigan game and not know that the Ohio State-Michigan game is on or not care that the game is on. That can't happen anymore. Particularly if I'm not at the game, don't call me. I'm watching the game. So we're going to make it better. And, and part of the reason why, a part of the way we can make it better is uh, if we get some good kickers out there. I had a kicker last week on my show. I cannot believe this. I don't know what it is with kickers. Uh, but uh, I guess I'm learning to value kickers. Kickers, punters, whatever, they're all the same. I'm learning to appreciate them much more because they could win or lose a game for you. And you could have a Super Bowl ring or not have a Super Bowl ring. You could win a game or lose a game. Shout out to Matt Franz. Matt, of course, is the kicker for The Ohio State University who, in 1986, missed the kick in Ohio State University, lost the football game, came back in 1987, and had a chance to win the game with the game-winning kick. Shout out to you, Matt. I, I, I have the privilege uh, today to be joined by another kicker. I, I don't know what it is with these, these kickers, but I'm starting to appreciate them much more. I'm finding out they're human. They're not different. They didn't come from planet whatever. They're from Earth. Very intelligent people. A lot of times nice looking guys. Don't get hurt too much. They all probably could play for the San Diego Chargers. In real nice cute little uniforms. But man, you need them. A third of the game, for those of you who do not understand this fact, a third of the game has to do with the ball being kicked. It's called offense, defense, and special teams special teams anytime there's special teams the ball is being kicked either it's being punted or it's being kicked and believe me that kick is so important and i'm privileged to have somebody part of the reason why i have this person on is because this person is from st louis missouri and i got kind of hooked up with somebody from st louis missouri 20 some odd years ago and that's my wife and she said the same thing to this to me that this young man said to me Show me. That's what Missouri is, the show me state. So I got my good friend on here, and that is because we're all from one team. My good friend, Nick Murphy. And uh, Nick, of course, is a kicker who played for a couple teams I played for. Nick played for, well, let's say this, the Baltimore Ravens, they really are the Cleveland Browns. And, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles are the Philadelphia Eagles. They are who we thought they were. And uh, Nick spent some time in, in Kansas City as well. But Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, listen, it, it, it's a pleasure for me uh, to have you on the show. And you know, of course, that, that, that little thing about kickers, man. We, you, you know, it's kind of hard for you guys to earn your respect, but guess what? You do earn it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, when you do earn it, you earn it. That's and, for sure. And, and, and I don't think many people... I, I had Last week, I had a young man who was a kicker at the college level and a very successful kicker at the college level. And like I said, he, the Ohio State-Michigan game, one year... He, it came down to his kick, and he lost. The next year, he won. Uh, man, do you guys live for the pressure as a kicker, whether it's punting the ball out of bounds, whether it's a, you know, the best you know, punt you've ever had, ever had in your life. You need a 60-yarder, and you come up with a 60-yarder, or you need to angle one out of bounds. Uh, man, that pressure of being a punter, is, is it is, as much pressure as people think it is, or are you just really relaxed when you go out there and do that? Uh, you know, I think the guys that do a, do the best job at it are very relaxed. You have to be. I mean, uh, the challenge, of course, is that you're, you could be sitting around on the sideline for 45 minutes in between plays. You have, well, 1.2, 1.3 seconds to go out there and execute and do your job. So, 
uh, when it comes down to it, you you have to be relaxed. But that's where all the preparation, all this practice, and those those hundreds and thousands of kicks over over the off season and and in practice come in. Now you, it's interesting you use that uh, that figure of a hundred because when I uh, had uh, Matt on the show, that's what he said. He said uh, his inspiration to be a kicker was because he saw a person with a pair of gold pants, and a go- pair of gold pants is what you get from the Ohio State University if you beat Michigan. And he wanted a pair of those gold pants, so he started kicking a hundred field goals every day. But uh, <laughs> but let, let me ask you something. I mean, in terms of uh, to be a punter, there is a difference in a punter. And a kicker, what's the preparation that that you you know go through in terms of okay, first of all, when do you make this decision that I want to be a punter of all things? Yeah, you know, for me it was a mistake to be honest with you. I was a, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up playing soccer. I was a goalie, and um, you know, coming into my senior year of high school, our, our punter had graduated, so we're looking for a backup. I said, you know, who wants to? We got to have a backup, right? So who wants to take a shot at it? And I said, I'll, I'll try it. And, you know, same motion as as a goalie in soccer. You're kicking the ball out of your hand, and and it just kind of all went from there. So, for me, it was very natural. I did it since I was about five, but I wanted to be a pro baseball player. I want to play pro hockey. You know, I never, at, you know, six foot, hundred ninety pounds, thought I'd I'd ever play in the NFL. So, it wasn't something I always aspired to do, but it was something that that came real naturally to me. And you know, thank the Lord for giving me that opportunity because it hey, worked out well. <laughs> it kind of sounds like me. I my first preference would to be a professional basketball player. But uh, the fact of the matter is, probably like yourself, I wasn't good enough to be a professional basketball player. So I settled for second best. And, and so I did what I could do, and that is uh, play pro football. But kickers, I mean, you've heard me, you know, rib you a little bit about that. Uh, do you guys take that serious? I mean, when, when, when the rest of your teammates, you know, tease you about being, I'm going to tell you, honestly, it might be the most pressure-filled job. And I'm not sure about that because I talked about cornerbacks, too. And, and being out on that corner is very pressured. But, uh, I mean, you guys get out there. You do what you do. Isn't that the best-paying job in the world? I mean, think about it. How many times do you punt during the game? I mean, and, and then if you, if you actually divide the dollar amount by the amount of times you punt, man, that's a great job. Yeah, yeah, nobody's complaining about the the amount of money you make for the for the effort. It's it's getting there that's the tough part, and staying there is is just as tough. So, you know, we get razzed, we get harassed, but at the bottom, you know, at the end of the day, if you perform when it matters, your teammates respect you as as a player, and and it's all just kind of you know having fun with the guys, just like any other position does. And 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 so for those people out there who really don't know, I mean, could you kind of give them an idea of what a week of practice is at the professional level? I mean, when I when I'm trying to tell people. It's easy. I mean, the amount of effort that you have to put into it. I don't, I, I'm, you've already perfected your skill set. But, I mean, on a, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, tell them what you do at practice. Yeah, I mean, I, for the, <laughs> you, you, you always talk about kickers because, or you always talk about everybody else. Well, no, let's talk about the kickers. <laughs> We're just talking about the kickers because I, I want to encourage those. There are many people out there that when they look at sports, just like everything else, when I tell them about sports, you know, many people think they got to be a quarterback or they got to be a running back. Or they, you know, if you have a love or a passion for the game, there are many things you can do. And then if you can't play the game and you have a passion for the sport, there are many, you know, office jobs to have. But I'm talking about the various jobs on the field. And one of those jobs is a punter. And I just want people to know as a punter, if you make it, here's what you got to do throughout the week to prepare and then you go out there on game day. I mean, it's a great job. No, it is a great job. I think it really depends on the coach you play for. I, play, I played for uh, Brian Billick in Baltimore. We'd have specialists at the beginning of practice, and, and we would kick everything within the first half hour. And at that point, 
if you were done, you were done. You know, get out of here, go inside. Everybody else is still out practicing. And then you had other other coaches I played for, Dick Vermeil, uh, more of an old school kind of guy, a great guy. But just don't a, start a, crying. Little, little don't you cry on no. me? <laughs> That's man, he, he he did cry a lot, but passionate guy. Uh, but some of the coaches, they want you if you're a player, you're out of practice the whole time. Um, it, it really just depends. But at the at the end of the day. Uh, any professional athlete at any position, you're going to absolutely have to, to be accountable for yourself. So uh, you got to do what you got to do and, and be ready for the game because if you screw it up on Sunday, you won't be there next week. So whatever you do to make that happen is good. Well, I tell you what, Nick, you're doing a great job. And you're not only going to be here at the end of this break, you're going to be here for a long time because you're going to have your own show here on Voice America Sports. I'm talking to my man, Nick Murphy, former punter in the NFL. This is a rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Go, 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 And on the count of three, everybody run back to your fantasy. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All righty. 
We're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I got my man Nick Murphy with me, a punter. Man, I don't know what's happening to me. Shout out to some DBs out there. Can I get some strong safeties? I mean, some real strong safeties. To give me a call. I think we still got a call-in number. You can call me if you like to, 888-346-9144. Now, that's really testing my memory. You know I've been hitting my head a few times, so therefore I may have the number incorrect. But I believe it's 888-346-9144. Shout out to my man, and I'm going to call him my man because he and I had a conversation yesterday, and he is he's my man now, uh, Andre Collins. And uh, Andre, look forward to uh, furthering our discussions uh, but I, what I want to do by mentioning Andre's name is I, I want to turn to to Nick because Nick and I actually met through Guy Troop from uh, Troop Twenty One. Yep. Again, want to reference the fact that guys helping current and former players get ready for that transition, and that transition is going to happen. Uh, and that's how I met Nick, and that transition has happened for you, Nick. I mean, you've done some things since your career is over. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about some of the things you're doing now and what Man. you've done in the past? Man, I feel like I've done everything, but <laughs> that is the truth. That transition happens when you're ready for it or when you're not ready for it, but hey. it does happen. It doesn't matter how good you are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my big focus has always been on helping that transitioning athlete find a job. I mean, you go from Division One college football where you've had a loot check and a scholarship and you're playing a game, you get your degree, uh, you're fortunate enough to play professional sports. When you come out of that, uh, you know, you do have some intangible skills, very similar to guys and gals that, that have come out of the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you definitely have some intangible skills that, that are very difficult to market. Um, so so what I've been really focused on is, is creating an Internet portal uh, where corporate America can go and, and kind of cherry pick these guys and, and ladies as well um, that are transitioning athletes and, and give it get a better idea of who they are, what they're about, and, and learn about them off the field because there's so much more to, to all these guys uh, than, than just what you see when they have their helmet on and running around hitting people. And that, that, that portal uh, can be found where? Yeah, it, it's called workblast.com, W-O-R-K-B-L-A-S-T.com. Uh, some things coming coming in the very near future on the, on the design stuff, but uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and uh, everything's good to go. So if you are a transitioning athlete out there, you're, you're looking for an opportunity outside of football, outside of whatever sport you play, uh, feel free to log on there, create a profile, and, and we'll be in touch with you, uh, let you know what things are changing and how we can help you out. Now, now, Nick, let me just ask you this question, because you and I have been there. We've walked in a mile in these shoes. Perhaps maybe me, I've walked quite a few miles in these shoes. But the transition part of it, uh, how soon, based upon the experience of what you, what you are currently experiencing, when would you tell a young man or a young lady, because they are professional athletes now as well, when would you tell them to start that preparation for that transition? Day one. I mean, uh, day one. Uh, no question about it, because, you know, you're one, you're one play away, you're one fumble away you're one you know rolling your knee away from from being oh, transitioned like kid, whether you like it or not it, it could happen and i hope it doesn't but the kid in buffalo did you see where they yeah. rolled up on his leg yeah. you know and those are the reasons why you know particularly in football it, it's sometimes it's, it could be a, a catastrophic accident because most of the time those plays are accidentally no, nobody purposely tries to hurt the other person there's there's some psychological intimidation involved in the sport but we really aren't trying to hurt each other or no. end each other's careers. But it, but it certainly could happen. So I, I commend you for, for what you're doing in terms of what you've accomplished and even what you're trying to do to reach back and, and help some of the, the current players. And, and maybe not reach back for you because I know you're on, you, you just turned 30. So, I mean, <laughs> if somebody makes that call, you go back. Am I right? 
hey, if anybody's looking for a punter out there, you know, you let me know. But in the meantime, I'm I'm focused on helping guys transition. Another reason just to to start working on that day one. Realistically, it's going to be really hard to replace what you guys are used to. It really, really is. You can't replace that stage. You can't replace that process, uh, the structure that you have in, in an NFL locker room every week. You know, you're building up for something. You have that big stage, that big test, and then you start back to work the next day. The real world isn't like that. It can get it can get a little mundane. It can get a little uh, I, I don't know what the word is. It get get a little boring, I guess, in comparison to what we're used to. So the sooner you can get out there and find what excites you outside of sports, uh, you know, the better off you're going to be, and the easier that transition is going to be for you. And sometimes, you know, you know, repetition becomes boring. Many times, people are like, "Oh, I don't want to do the same thing every day all the time." But I'll tell you what: the repetition of going through a football practice. It's much more enjoyable than the real world, <laughs> you know, getting up to go to work Amen. every day. You know, it's a lot different. And even, you know, again, shout out to Larry Johnson. The paychecks are a lot different on this side than they are. <laughs> oh. oh, man. You make more, you'll make more in a month playing football than you will in, so, in a hey, year guys. or two. <laughs> so, so keep your day job, guys. Keep your day job. But uh, let's move on. You know, speaking a little bit about the transition and retired players and current players, and that we are all now one. And, and we're one because our now chosen leader, and that is uh, Demore Smith, D. Smith, has got a chance to you know, get himself into his new office, somewhat acclimated to his staff, uh, getting a chance to get around and see some uh, retired and current players. And he was in Phoenix uh, this past Thursday. Yeah. I believe you two were there at the meeting. Nick, what did you think about the, the meeting that we had with D. Smith? Man, I was impressed. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I I didn't get to any meetings um, when the when the past leadership was in, but I can tell you this: players, if you're out there, formal or active, uh, you cannot understate how energetic and and passionate D is about about the fight we've got coming up. Um, you know, d- doing the CBA and, and getting things right. So he understands what's happened in the past. He's got a, a great grasp and a great background to prepare him for that. And I was just, I was very very impressed with his passion, his energy. And the guy can work a room too. I mean, he's <laughs> he's he's not afraid to have a, a candid conversation and and tell you what he thinks. And I think that's that's refreshing. Yeah, I think if I were to describe D, if I would find a current player uh, that played professional football today, in terms of the way he plays the game, and, which is his job, and the way D goes about his job, I would probably say on the offensive side of the ball, I'd probably say Maurice James Drew. You know, because he's a little short pack of dynamite <laughs> and explosive, uh, but knows the game, respects the game, comes prepared for the game, and gives it everything that he has each time, you know, he's called upon. And so I, I felt as if in the meeting when I, when I came, uh, I had done some research. So I was, a, I was pretty familiar uh, with his background, with the firm of which he'd come from, uh, even some of the subject matters that he touched on that night. Uh, and I, I I appreciate the fact that what he wants to do is he wants to look at players and he wants to look at players and give them what they deserve as it relates to this business. And, and that is a, a true partnership with owners. We're, we're your business partners and we should address this as we're your business partners. And so, therefore, we need to understand our business and the business model and we need all the information we can get from our business partners, which are the owners. And from what I gather from D, they're not prepared to give us all the information. It's interesting how those business guys do it, isn't it? But it's very important that everybody from, from day one understand your role. I mean, as a player, we are the product. We are we are business partners. Not always treated that way. Uh, make a lot of money during the week when you're playing. But in the off season, you know, after your career's over, 
uh, and depending on when you're vested and all those different things. So, you know, you guys all know uh, all know the story and, what, and what's going on out there. But D's going to do a phenomenal job educating educating current players on on what <laughs> where they really stand and what it's all about in the business of the NFL. And that's that's a very very big step for and, everybody. And I think you said you, you, I heard a word there. You use vested, and and I want everybody out there to know that. Those of us that live here in Arizona, when, when D. Smith and his staff came, and I was impressed with his staff, they were prepared. You asked them a question. Uh, very few of them gave any answers where they said, I don't know. Majority of them had a, an answer. And I'm not going to say it was a prepared answer because they didn't know what the questions were going to be. But they came here uh, very prepared. But in terms of vested, uh, we here at Arizona did not let them leave without asking that question. And they are going to fight as hard as they possibly can to increase uh, pension for retired players. Uh, they're going to fight hard to reduce the uh, the qualification for vest, you know, a vested player. So those players at three years or two years or whatever. I mean, we all like to look at baseball and say, hey, if you play one year, maybe one game, you become vested. So. Uh, it is a fight, and and we're fighting for everybody. We're not just fighting for the current. We're not just fighting for the retired. We're fighting for players because right. we are players. And for everybody out there that's interested in this, one of the books that, that D recommended that I just started reading yesterday was Brand NFL. So whether you're a player, you know, current, uh, past player, or whether you're just interested in this topic, Brand NFL is is going to give you a good synopsis of what actually goes on in the business of the NFL. Yeah, how the players and, and owners kind of all intermingle into the into what you see on Sundays on TV, and there's an awful lot to it that isn't seen on TV. So I, I'd highly recommend that if, if you're not going to have the opportunity to to go listen to D talk or or get around any of these guys anytime real soon. That's a that'll be a good head start for you. And I I too uh, would like to uh, reiterate the fact that that was the only reading material that he suggested that we all go out and get was this book Brand NFL, and I believe I saw it online. You can get it at Nobles. Uh, uh, I believe it's uh, yeah, Barnes & Noble. Noble. You can, I ordered it on Amazon. It's 15 bucks. But uh, the other thing he did, too, is he you know, he ordered 100 of them, and he sent them to every single player rep. So it's required reading in the NFLPA right now, and, and for the, everybody that's interested, that's that's my recommendation to you. Now, he talked about something else, and uh, I just want to talk about this before we go into the break. He talked about legacy, and, and the legacy as we know it, has to deal with those players. Like I say to everybody, you know, when when I went from uh, a salary adjustment to make minimum wage, got a chance to get into the league and start a few, you know, a few years, you know, I, I got like a 400% raise. And what I want everybody to understand out there is, listen, I didn't hit a triple. I was pinch running. I was pinch running for, for, for Jack Tatum and for Marion Motley and for for Bill Willis and, and, and those kind of guys, Lenny Dawson, those guys, which mean, what I mean by that is, listen, that check that I got, I didn't earn that check. They earned that check for me. So they fought for me so that they would leave the game in a better position so that, you know, my benefits were, were better than theirs. And, and that's what the current guys are trying to do for us older guys. And then, you know, the other guys that come after them will do the same. But we're all one team. But this legacy, I do want to say this legacy right now, this technology that we're using is also going to be used to help us promote and keep that legacy alive. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. But the Internet is the best thing that ever happened to retired players. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Again, I got a punter with me, but I got a team mate with me. I got Nick Murphy with me, former punter for the Philadelphia Eagles, 
Forget those rest of those teams, but for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters, and I'll be right back after this break. Story again and again about these young brothers from the city of where like juice and gin in the city we blend amongst the hustle, titties and skin. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And as I went to break, I just talked about that that legacy, you know, and the legacy of professional football. And and for many of us, uh, the legacy, if if television didn't have replays or if they didn't have the uh, NFL films and NFL Network, the legacy would die. You wouldn't know anything about it. But because of the internet, pretty soon you will find out there will be archives and archives and archives that you'll be able to go out and you'll be able to search, you know, based upon a person's name, or you could just search running backs or punters or kickers or, you know, whatever, as it relates to any sport. And there'll be content out there. You'll be able to find people to play the game way before you ever walk this earth. But that's what the legacy is all about. And that's what the Internet is going to allow us to do to make sure that we sustain the legacy and we continue to give those who built this game for us for all of us those of us that are fans those of us who have been former players those of us who are current players 
we'll make sure that we keep their dreams, their hopes, their names alive because they deserve to have it that way. And they'll benefit from it. But more so than them benefiting for it, from it, we will benefit from it because it will enrich us and you will have an appreciation. Hey, history is a part of the world. Everybody at some point in time, everything becomes a part of history. But there's times when you can't find that history. Thank you for the Internet. So let me move on now. It, it's time for, for, for me and a kicker. <laughs> Punter, kicker, you know, it's those guys, thing. the guys that use their foot. You know, and not to put it, you know, right, but uh, <laughs> to to change the game. And that's one thing about it. They do. They change the game based upon, you know, okay, you punt it 30 yards. Well, net punt. Are we still looking at about 35 net? Is that pretty good still, 35 no, net? No, no, no. You'll get cut 35. You're looking at, you know, 36 to 38. There's guys now, out there. No, I said 35. He said 36. That tells you about a punter right there. See? I, big difference. <laughs> a yard is a difference. Just ask Tom Brady. A yard is a difference. You're right about that. Well, hey, net punts nowadays, 38 yards, you know, because 40 yards, not too many times you're going to get 40 yards. I, I, I tell people that's why, you know, the 40-yard dash is – probably important but then people don't run 40 me, yards too many times let me, let, me, let me educate people real quick too real fast just from a, i'm going to take this opportunity as a punter on the air to, to tell you something <laughs> a 40 yard punt travels 50 yards in the air you're standing 15 yards back there you kick it about 10 from the line of scrimmage that 40 yard punt's traveling 50 so when you say 45 46 yard average you're you're booting that thing now now you do understand what he's saying right because he lines up back there he catches it he takes a step and a half boom and it's gone you know but it's amazing to me you know, a step and a half and it, and it's gone. But that step and a half and the distance it travels from that snapper to you and then somebody can get across the line of scrimmage and block it. And you know what? I blocked, you're looking a, at, you're I blocked looking a couple at, of those. So. From, from the time that ball moves at the line of scrimmage to the time it's kicked, you're looking at 1.9 to about 2.1 well, seconds. So there's, a, there's a lot of things going on real quick. Listen, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I, I blocked a couple of those. So let's move on. Let's talk about not has-beens, but what happened. <laughs> And what happened this past week, Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you know, you and I were talking a little bit off the air, but you asked me, you know, what is it with Indianapolis? It's It's got to be Peyton Manning. I mean, it, I mean, he's got to be. I mean, and he truly is a throwback to John United. I really, as far as I'm concerned, when I looked at the way John United's played the game, John United didn't have all the assets that a lot of the quarterbacks have today. You know, I don't know if he was the greatest athlete or he was a great athlete. He was a great quarterback. But he didn't have all the – he didn't have the mobility that everybody has today and all that. But, man, Peyton Manning has it all. He's got everything. You watch some of the throws this guy makes, and I, I was mentioning to you uh, earlier, it's tough to re- for me to remember the Colts without Manning. So we were having a discussion about MVP. But you're looking at the Colts, and, and it's got to be it's got to be Peyton, but they look like a team that – can be beat. I mean, Baltimore's right there. They, they hit that 30-yard field goal, they might win that game. A couple weeks ago, San Francisco was in Indy. They looked like they had an opportunity to beat them, only beat the Niners by six. So they're one of those teams that looks like you can beat them every week. Everybody thinks they have a chance, and yet they continue to win games. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It, there's certainly chemistry. In fact, the chemistry is between the head coach and Peyton, because if I'm not mistaken, the head coach was has been Peyton's was quarterback coach. coach yeah. You know, and so that chemistry does make a difference. It's like anything else in life. Chemistry, that intangible, is so important. But I, I will also say this about the Indianapolis Colts. That's a team that when they take the field each week, they expect to win. Sometimes people come into a game and they do not expect to win. I I can tell you now, it's not that people don't want to beat Indianapolis, 
but you can't convince me that there's some teams, if Kansas City were to go into Indianapolis, would really believe, or the Cleveland Browns would really believe that they have a chance to beat the Colts. Maybe this week the Chiefs would after coming off coming off beating Pittsburgh, but most weeks you're absolutely right. The Colts are just, I think Peyton puts a, for being such a not intimidating guy when he speaks, he's just a very pleasant guy to be around and to, and to listen to, but I, he puts the fear of God on people when he's across from me on the line of scrimmage. And I would think that if any time of the year right now, Nick, is that time of the year when teams start feeling as if, you know what, we, we can't win, we're not going to win, there's nothing for us to play for, the holidays start creeping in the minds of the current players, and, uh, you know, some of them, I hate to say it, but some of them pack their bags early. Yeah, and the weeks get funky, too. You're looking at two, three, four days between between uh games it's coming in you know thanksgiving week it's going to be an awkward week for everybody it's not the you know traditional tuesday off have a couple days to prep you know new england i feel like they just played i was watching that game on sunday and i felt like i just saw them two days before uh, when they were on monday night but well i'll tell you what there was a couple teams that played last week you know and i didn't see the game but but i understand the effort was there and that was cleveland and detroit now cleveland and detroit 38 to 37 Listen, you got you got seventy six points there. That's a pretty exciting game. That for for two teams that really could have thrown the towel in. We talked about teams that may have given up. To me, those were two teams that went out and actually they were guys were playing for their jobs. They must understand that there's some jobs that are on the line right now. Absolutely, especially in Cleveland, you got the quarterback fight. For any of you fantasy football players out there, how did you like Matthew Stafford and Brady <laughs> Quinn? I think they put up a combined eight hundred and some odd the passing yards. So. Heck of a game, heck of a shootout. I've heard somebody it's, it's call fun. that the game of the the game of the year so far. I mean, the point, point. I mean, in terms of point production, player production, it must have been no defense, but it must yeah, have been pretty exciting. I think, I think this coming Monday is going to be the game of the year, but we'll get there. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get there. Now another game. You know, you gotta explain to me how does Pittsburgh go into Kansas City and get beat by the Chiefs? Now the Chiefs, you know, th- there was a little bit of you know ruckus going on there. They the, Larry Johnson, of course, was you know, sent packing. Uh, maybe the chemistry is a little different now. And and perhaps maybe if, if you can get rid of probably one of the highest paid players on that team, if he wasn't the highest paid player, some other guys are looking around like, whoa, you know, these guys are pretty serious. Some changes may be made. Uh, nobody's, you know, anybody can go at any time. We need to play some football. And I, I, I'm not sure. That, uh, you know, I, I know Big Ben got bumped in the head, but uh, Kansas City Chiefs, those guys are like they were playing to save their jobs. And make no mistake, Kansas City's rebuilding. I mean, I was there three, four years ago, and that entire team's different. You know, no Willie Rofe, no Trent Green, Tony Gonzalez is gone, Priest Holmes is retired, you know, LJ's moved on. Completely different team, but they, they were playing like they had something to prove last week, and it happens in sports. Sometimes people pay, play down to their competition, and, and whether it was the injury or not, I, I was really surprised that Pittsburgh let them sneak up and, and beat them like that. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, the franchise has only won one Super Bowl. But, you know, in terms of football tradition, probably one of the greatest franchises out there. How was it for you playing football in Kansas City? It was great. I mean, it's a, it's a small market team, but everybody in that vicinity loves the Chiefs. That's all there is. Uh, no disrespect to the Royals, but... You walk around anywhere on the Kansas side or on the Missouri side of, K- of KC, and it's all about the Chiefs. Uh, they sell out every single game. They're in probably one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. So Kansas City, hey, please build the Chiefs a new stadium. Uh, it's going to benefit everybody. But <laughs> having said that, they still pack that place each and every Sunday, and it's it's just a great place to play football. Yeah, I drove past the Kansas City Chiefs stadium one time, and, and, and I truly thought – in fact, I went to a game there after I retired, and 
I remember walking up to the cheap sheets seats because I, just because you're a former player, that doesn't mean you get the penthouse suites or you get the best seats in the house. Believe me, many times we get the worst seats. And I remember walking up there, and I literally was scared. It's almost like it's, you're walking straight up. Yeah, that, that building, I think it's from 1972 or something. So not that that's super, super old, but for these days, uh, you know, it's one wow. of the things that D. Maurice was talking about, too. I think 28 of the 32 stadiums or 29 have been, well, that's been be- built in the last... 10, yeah, years. that was before you were born. So yeah, it was. It was seven years before I was born. <laughs> That's exactly right. So hey, let's let's move on to that. You know, speaking of another game of which, perhaps maybe somebody was caught off guard. The Cincinnati Bengals again go into Oakland. Oakland makes a change at quarterback, and all of a sudden, you know, there's new life with the team. And Cincinnati, who was on the roll, loses. It's interesting if you look at it. Those two surprises. You look at Pittsburgh and Kansas City, and you look at Oakland and, and Cincinnati, and and the road teams were the ones that were beat. So you come into an environment where you're, you're probably looking ahead on the schedule. Not sure who both those guys have next week, but you, you can see them playing down a little bit. You can see them looking ahead. And for whatever reason, it really just goes to show the NFL, uh, the talent in the NFL is, is so, there's such an equilibrium. Anybody can beat anybody any given day, and it's, it kind of stands to, to that point watching that game. But how in the world Oakland beats Cincinnati with the season the Bengals are having I've got no idea. Well, that's that old cliche, you know, on any given Sunday. But but certainly we we know that that is true, uh, provided that uh, you know teams prepare. And and that Oakland team has been a a real disappointment because there's no doubt if Kansas City is a, a team and a city of which everybody is so passionate about that team. I mean, Oakland has to be you know the mirror for them because those people out there they love their football team. Well, we'll see uh, what happens uh, this coming week, particularly for Cincinnati, because I, I think Cincinnati has to, to do some things to. I, I don't. I think Cincinnati is a fragile team because they re- they really want to prove to people that that they are for real. You yeah. know, that, and they're going to win that division. I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do in the playoffs and see how for real they really are. Wow, you've already got them in the playoffs. Hey, Pittsburgh <laughs> just lost to Kansas City, Baltimore. I mean, I, I love the Ravens; they're the best four or five loss team in the league. But you know, well, it's going to be tough for them to even get to the wild card. Yeah, we're going to look at some other games uh, as we come up. But uh, man, Cincinnati. I, you know, I I I like Ucho Cinco. I think he's if I got if I can pick one wide receiver in the NFL right now, and I know there's some great ones, but I, I think Chad can I think Chad can do it all. Maybe he doesn't. He's not the best blocker in the world. But there's not a route that he cannot run. He can catch the ball anywhere. He has speed. And, man, is he confident. And he is a fun guy to watch. He's He's great for the game of football. Whether you like him or don't like him. Hey, I like him. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break again. I'm tired of these breaks, but I got to do it. We got to pay some bills. I'm going to come back on the other side with my man Nick Murphy. We'll be right back. Yes. I want to be as free as the spirits of those who left. I'm talking about The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back you hear that music that means i'm back you hear that music on the other side that means i'm out of here right now you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I got my man Nick Murphy with me. Of course, uh, Nick, a punter in the NFL, but Nick was also all NFL Europe. Am I right? Oh yeah, yeah. twice. There you twice. go. I love Europe. Wait, hey man, please bring I, that I, back. I, 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 <laughs> bring NFL Europe back. Jobs, man, jobs, and in Europe too. Player development is a big <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah, man, you gotta. We gotta make something happen because we definitely do need. Speaking of development, shout out to my man uh, Ben Eisen. And uh, Ben Eisen, of course, is the uh, the CEO for uh, the United uh, um, Gridiron League. I believe that's right. Uh, I believe it's the uh, United Gridiron League. And uh, Ben is doing a tremendous job. There's a league that's uh, going to uh, develop players for the NFL because there's there's a need. Uh, the NFL needs somebody out there developing players for our league, not for any other league, but for our league. And so uh, Ben Eisen is doing a, a tremendous job at that. But let's get, we got to get back to, you know, to some of the things that are happening this week. Uh, and, you know, I always like to try to go down to the five games that I think are the, the, the biggest games. Uh, sometimes I choose them because they're important as to, you know, who's in the playoff run at this point in time on the, now that we're on the back end of the season. But uh, starting off number five, you got, and I think it's important to, it's important to Chicago 
Minnesota's doing pretty good, but it, you know, Chicago, man, they they it's all this is definitely a must win for them. And Chicago's going into Minnesota, and I'm sorry. Although it's a must win, I think they're going to play very hard. They play very hard. Last shout out to our, of course, Donovan McNabb going home to Chicago and winning uh against the Bears, but I don't think the Bears can go into Minnesota and beat Brett. They've got no chance. I mean, I I don't want to say they have no chance, but you look at Minnesota's pass rush, you look at that defense. It you know they're a nine and one team. Brett Favre in the dome inside. Uh, they're they're a team of destiny this year, at least to to make a run at the Super Bowl. And you know, it, Chicago's got no Brett. And, and you know, some people have been saying some negative things about remember Brett last year, but okay, Brett was hurt last but though, year. But there you go. Everybody's got to understand that. They didn't, you know, it wasn't transparency in terms of information. We didn't have all the information. We were not aware of the fact that Brett Favre was hurt last year. And it cost him, what, a quarter of a million dollars or something like that? Something like that. But yeah, he went down two. to some high school field, threw to some kids, and See? comes back and is 9-1 week See? 10. <laughs> so, so he is uh, ready to go. That, you know, And I believe that's why Brett also came back, because he knew that he was hurt. And we didn't see the best Brett Favre that we possibly could. And uh, he's in shape. And he's not injured, and he's he's ready to go. And he's on a better football team now uh, than he was on last year. Okay, so you and I, we agree on that. So I think the fourth game, uh, and again, this is important because these two teams right now, again, they're headed the wrong direction. they got to get it turned around, Denver and and the Giants. You know, Denver and the Giants, has got they got to go into Denver. And at some point in time, you know, I was concerned when Josh lost his first game. I was concerned when he lost his second game. Now he's lost three in a row, and you start off winning six, and then you lose three. And I said all he had to do was win maybe, you know, nine and seven would get him into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It may still do it, but, man, he's got to win another ball game. He's got to win a ball game. Yeah, and the Giants need to do the same thing. They, they pulled one off, you know, last second field goal. Uh, this week to win, but you know four losses going into a bye. Coming off that bye, the Giants had to win on Sunday, and they pulled it out. But you know they've got a they've got a much tougher division than the Broncos do. So the Broncos, if they lose this game, you know can be okay. I think I think it's a must win for the Giants. Well, I, you know I'm I'm really not sure that Eli is completely healed. I, I still think he's got some problems with his foot. You know, of course, you know we we're never told to reveal that. But then again, if he doesn't reveal it, it could be like the Jets where they could be fined. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's probably having some problems with it. I just don't think it's 100%. And I think it's a- affecting his performance. But uh, so you're going to you're gonna pick the Giants going into Denver? Picking the Giants, man. Man, okay. I'm going to jump off that Denver bandwagon for a second. And now I'm back on it. I'm going <laughs> <pick, laughs> to pick Denver to win that one. Okay. Hey, let, let, let's, go to, let's go to number three. What I'm picking as the, uh, the third best game this week and 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 that's the Arizona Cardinals at at Tennessee. Now, I don't know if Arizona can win two games on the road and I'm I'm a little bit concerned particularly if they can win this game because Jeff Fisher is going to send the house after Kurt Warner. And and we know although Kurt does a tremendous job picking up, you know, the his reads and and throwing the ball to the right person, every now and then they get to him. And Kurt just got not cuckoo this weekend. And, and because of, you know, the concerns of the league, uh, I'm not even sure Kurt's going to be in there. And if Kurt is not in there, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before, Nick, but Matt Liner is not my favorite quarterback. I don't think they stand a chance if Kurt Warner doesn't play. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And Tennessee, Tennessee's going the right direction, winning, what, is it four in a row now? 
I, you, the matchup of the game, though, for me is Beanie Wells and Chris Johnson, yeah, yeah. especially without Kurt Warner. If you can't get the ball to Fitz and you can't get it to Bolden, those guys, you got to have Beanie do do his thing out of the backfield. And Chris Johnson has proven he's one of the best in the business for Tennessee. So that running back comparison that shakes out to be a pretty interesting story too. Yeah, well, you and I talked about that too before the show, and you know, in terms of uh, you know who's possible MVP. And Chris, in my mind, he's up there for for league MVP. He's he's looking at possibly breaking that uh, record by Eric Dickerson. So. Maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly get a chance to see. Uh, you're right about Beanie, though. They're going to have to rely on Beanie. Last week he starts off the game. First chance he gets, he fumbles. But I think he was able to put that away. And, yeah, of course, he ended up with a very good game. So, so who are uh, you picking? Uh, man, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm, I'm going to be a homer, and uh, Beanie's a Buckeye. So I'm, I'm going with the Cardinals. So, and, and you said who? Oh, is that a stutter? You know, with Kurt <laughs> a banged punter up, I don't, he, for I don't even know if he's going to play. I'm going with Tennessee, although Arizona's proven they can win the games on the road. Uh, if Kurt stays in the game, Arizona, but I don't think it's going to stay that way. And, so and, do you think Kurt will play, though? Do you really think they'll give him a chance I to don't play? Think he will. Yeah, I don't think – I really don't, know. I, I I, I'd be surprised if Ben played, too, because yeah. – uh, and we're going to get to that, I believe, but I, I'd be surprised. Now, I may have to change my pick now that I think about that. So <laughs> we're at number three. Okay, we're there. So I'm going to have to say what I, what I feel about Ben – and that is Pittsburgh has to go into Baltimore. Now, again, if Jeff Fisher is going to sit in the house after one guy that's, you know, shown that he's a little wounded, you know that Ray Ray's going to go after Big Ben. So, you know, going into Baltimore, you know, Pittsburgh's got to go into Baltimore. You know, Baltimore just upset about a game that they should have won this past week and they didn't. Their playoff hopes are, are shrinking. Man, there's no I just don't think Pittsburgh can go in there and win this ball game. So I'm, I'm going to pick I want to pick the Ravens at home. I'm going to agree with you. I love Baltimore. I love the way they play football. They have the most should-have-won games in the season. I mean, they've lost yes. some heartbreakers, man. They are. They have a heart. They're playing at home. Pittsburgh's banged up. Division game late in the season. Yeah, it is a must-win for Baltimore. I'm going with the Ravens. You know, one thing about Baltimore, it, and you're right, they lose those games that, man, we should have won that game. But they certainly, it's an entertaining game. You're going to watch a Baltimore Ravens football game, and you're going to get your money's worth. If you're a fan of the game of football and you want to watch football, let's say if somebody came from another country and they wanted to see American football, they should watch the Baltimore Ravens. They got a good, they got good people on offense, good people on defense, and uh, I don't know if they would agree special teams because it's something about the kickers. <laughs> we'll pass on that. But uh, now we're here, and this is going to be, you know, it, it, I'm not going to say, well, New England – when they played against the Colts, that was a great game. Now New England is playing against New Orleans, and this is going to be a very, very good game as well. I mean, you got, again, two quarterbacks, you know, two of the best in the league, and uh, supporting cast to go along with that. So New England has to, New England has to go into New Orleans. I'm going to let you finish the show and you give it to us the way you think it's going to work out there, Nick. I'm going to say this. It, it could very well be a Super Bowl preview. It, it's going to be the most entertaining game of the week, but – it's not the most important game of the week, completely separate conferences. It's going to be real, real tough to win in that Superdome on Monday night for the Patriots, but if anybody can do it, uh, Tom Brady's a guy. So I, I don't know. I'm going, to, I'm going to stay neutral on this. I'll flip a coin. That is a kicker. That is a kicker being trying to be politically correct when it comes to football. What he wanted to say is he hoped it doesn't come down to a kicker. <laughs> Listen, Nick, thanks for coming, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank Nick you. Murphy has been with me, former punter in the National Football League for the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Eagles, and also MVP, I'm sorry, All-Europe, twice All-Europe. Wow, that's a beautiful thing, man. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. 
And I'll tell you what, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.